you sound as as chipper as ever. <laughs> as chipper as a clam. I wish I could say that it, I'm the happiest I've ever been, but I'm happy to be here with you too. Aww. You know what? This is a place of respite, health, and restoration. It's a safe place. It is. It's a safe space and a safe place. Yeah. Don't the tell Ben Shapiro that. As it designated safe space. Safe, safe space. space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, how wait. are your weeks going so far? My, or I guess how were your last weeks? Because it's only Monday. My week was pretty crazy because I moved. Um, oh, yes. Maggie moved, moved, moved. And I will say that I'm in an undisclosed basement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but free actually, will. She's at her own free will. <laughs> She's actually in Beyonce's, or in Beyonce's um, basement with Sia. Yeah. <laughs> That's a we're having cut. a ball. Really, we're really creating. Um, so It's a creative space. It's a f- it's I, farmhouse chic. <laughs> I am living in a base, basement. Joanna Gaines denied my, I, I am living in a basement, and it is farmhouse chic. And but I'm really enjoying. I made this really. No, cute it's little... barnhouse chic. Oh, barnhouse. <laughs> it's barnhouse chic. Well, um, but it's cute and it's fun and um, yeah, I'm liking my new room. And it is and the stuff. moment. And it's the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving is my least favorite thing ever, and it's the most exhausting thing. I hate moving. I always end up with like bruises on places of my body I didn't even know existed. That's sad. Mm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Your video and audio cut out. <laughs> I didn't oh, hear I heard everything. Just like and every Cam fourth said, word was missing. And Cam said that sad. And I said, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear any of it. I was wondering so I, I was getting no response. An undisclosed location. <laughs> I heard. I got the general sense. You were moving. Um, moving is tiring. Joanna Gaines designed it. Yeah. Well, I was showing my boyfriend what the basement looks like, and he's like, "It looks like you're living in Nashville." Yes. (laughs) Because there are guitars on the wall, so it's Nashville vibes. (laughs) So, how were your guys' weeks? My week was um, pretty uneventful. Um, I've just been working, 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 and um, someone from my team just left. So it's been a little bit crazy, not crazy at work, but I just have a little bit more responsibility, a little bit more to do. Um, And then on Sunday, I just worked the Grammys again. So I worked another award show, which was (laughs) fun. I was less stressed out this time. We won't get into the Grammys yet, um, but yeah, it was fun and I'm having another uneventful week this week, I'm pretty sure, but... Oh, I did go on Sunday to Los Tacos Numero Uno, which is my favorite tacos oh, place ever. Oh, the one ever. we Maggie went to? and I yeah. went together. That was hella good. Yeah, it's so good. I tried a di- different, two different ones this time, and they're so good. I just can't. And it's very cheap. The tacos are like three fifty for New York. That's like the cheapest you can get them, and it's like some of the best. Mm. Can you update the cult members on your search for the best meal? Tell, tell them what you told me. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Oh, I don't even know what I remember what I told you. But basically, the place I've been that on the sold search. honey. Oh <laughs> yes. Okay. So <laughs> I so this all came from Maggie. So Maggie had taught me right at the beginning of our friendship 
she taught me what a cafe meal is or just a latte with honey and cinnamon and I love it and Kate also loves it we're all fans thank Mm -hmm. you Maggie for bringing it into my life I don't know if she brought it into Kate's life with um, Kate new I'm sure yes so Maggie taught us all about ice meals (laughs) and Ann Arbor coffee shops love love to make a meal and And they generally make good ones and Grand Rapids. I think it's a... I Michigan, might, it's Michigan is cultured. Michigan so. does make a lot of honey. So um, I came here and I was like, oh, I'm going to do a TikTok series about finding the best iced oat milk meal in New York City. And I have found one coffee shop that has it on the menu. One. And I've been to four now. And I've looked at countless menus. And I have just go in there and ask them. And if you go in Michigan anywhere and ask them, they'll make it. Mm-hmm. But in New York, they're like, what is that? I've been... I've, do you I've, think- The three times that I've asked... They've said, what is that? And I explain it to them and they go, no, we can't make that. So I went to a place on this past Friday and um, I told them what it was and they were like, sorry, we can't do that. And there was, they were selling honey on a table behind me and there was honey (laughs) behind the counter. Oh my God. Literally behind the counter. And I was like, you can just put honey in it. Like, and they couldn't figure it out. So oh I just, I just got my oat latte and left. Do you think it's because like New Uh, York is like. We drink our coffee black because we're always going, going, going. We only want black <laughs> coffee because it's a city that never sleeps. When I was in D.C., I experienced the same problem, Cameron. I really? went to Compass Coffee, which is like this huge coffee chain. Well, it's like a chain within, within. It's like a chain within D.C. and like Northern Virginia and stuff. But they're pretty big and they have tons of cool stuff on the menu that you know, makes them seem hip. And then I was like, can I get a meow? And they were like, huh? What does that mean? It's like, do not call yourself a coffee shop if you don't know a meow. I feel like it's a basic latte. <laughs> and yeah. I had to, it's really annoying. And I explained it and they made it for me and it was actually good. And she was like, oh, good. oh, she was like, I'm glad I know how to make that now. Like, I'll have to look that up. Maybe we'll put on the menu. And I was like, oh, Ooh, name it after me, changing please. Changing a chain. <laughs> can I have a Kate? <laughs> <laughs> a Michigan meow. That's, That's good. That's cute. Um, I did go to a coffee shop um yesterday, and they had a honey lavender latte, which was great. Mm. It was not a miel, but it was very good. I made my own um lavender simple syrup that I put in my lattes in the morning. Oh, yes. It's really good. I should try that sometime. It's really. I have some extra little lavender things. I can put it in your package that I'm sending you. Oh, I'll do it. Thanks. You're welcome. Oh, do you have sugar? Of course. Okay, I didn't know. Sometimes when you move in, you have to rebuy the we have to rebuy the basics. But I knew that you'd have sugar because aren't you cooking your way through Claire Saffitz's cookbook? Um, yeah, slowly here and there. I've done three. Yeah, Mm -hmm. nice. So, Kate, how was your week? Oh, thanks for asking. My week was really good. Of course. Well, I don't even know if it was. I feel like since we record this on Sunday. I mean, what day is it? Monday. Monday. I I'm already have forgotten everything that happened in the past week. I know. Um, <laughs> but it was good. I'm I'm dog sitting our mutual friends Britt and Phil, their new little puppy. They're out of town for the week, and so I'm dog sitting him, and he is quite the energetic little one. But he's all curled up next to me right now, and he's so sweet. Um, so have I, you been going on a lot of walks? Yes. Don't let him hear you say that word. Just kidding. I have W-L-K. my earpods. In. Yeah, uh, I have my <laughs> earphones, earpods, earpods in. Um, yeah, so we walked to full circle. We walked to Madcap and got a little iced meal, and he made a lot of friends Aww. and got some Instagram followers. 
<laughs> but um, it was good. It was a good week. And today was the official Miss Kate Appreciation Day at school. And so the kids all wrote oh, me notes cute. and like gave me little gifts and hugs and stuff like that. And the teacher I work for got me a really nice new record player because I've what kind of been, what I kind of took over his job for about a month. So he yeah he crazy wanted to pay me back. Um, so That's it was really so nice. nice. And I he bought me lunch. I know the little kids. They like. They didn't know, and so they got me notes. Or they like this one girl came up to me and was like, "Here, this is one of my pens. I want you to have it. Like, I appreciate you." Aww. And I was like, "Thanks." She just gave me a pen. And she was like, "It's glitter. It's turquoise and glitter." And I was That's like, "So Thanks. adorable." Okay, so um, the title of that is Miss Kate Appreciation Day. Yay! <laughs> Let's make it a week. <laughs> this is the Miss Kate Appreciation Podcast. Just kidding. It's the episode. It's we'll have an, a episode. different episode for everyone. Yeah. So. Um, so, Miss Kate, we appreciate you. Thank you. I know I was thinking if I marry Jacob, I'm going to just have to go with, by Mrs. Kate for the rest of my life because there's no way those kids are going to pronounce his last name. I can barely pronounce it. Miss, Mrs. C. Yeah, Mrs. C. Let's keep him anonymous. Mrs. C. <laughs> <laughs> so this week was big for the cult. We, I remember the first couple of episodes when we complained about not, it was LCWs. We've just had HCWs out the wazoo. I know. We really, we manifested it. I guess we started around the holidays, and I feel like there's not a lot of culture that happens around the holidays because people kind of shut down, especially like companies shut down. Mm-hmm. But um, especially during COVID, now we're back in we're back in full swing of culture. It is award season, and that's a big focus of ours. So yes, um, so last night were the Grammys, and Cam tweeted for BuzzFeed for the events. Yes. I tweeted and I posted on Instagram stories. And I'll be honest, I really wasn't supposed to be tweeting. Someone else was assigned to it, but she was having some technical difficulties. Also a friend of mine. Shout out to Abby. Love you. But um, she, we were just kind of both contributing. And I could have contributed. It just wasn't my main um, priority. What if but I love tweeting. What if your boss hears this and fires Abby because you did her job for her? <laughs> well, my... Abby's on a different team, so I don't. Uh. My boss couldn't. Even, <laughs> event coverage is like a anyone can do it mm. on social, but it was very fun, and I wasn't stressed this time, which was good. Good. I was worried because it's a longer event, but honestly, this is a good segue. That event was seemed very streamlined and organized, so I feel like it yes. was less chaotic to watch. I thought they did a really good job of like. I don't know, the setup was really cool and the way they separated everyone and it made it seem normal. So I also think that what worked so well is so it's un we're unaware of what performances were pre-taped, but there were performances that were pre-taped and we can guess which performances were pre-taped. Like BTS obviously was pre-taped. They were from Seoul, Korea. Mm-hmm. But um And um that one They did with a good job of making it Anderson seem Pack. like they're and yeah, and Bruno Mars. I think the only um, ones that were live were those ones at the beginning. I think the those country performances were live, too. Oh, Was yeah. the Taylor one not live? The country performances were definitely li- live because Miranda Lambert's was really bad. She was Oh, and you know who's might have... Maren Morris might have been live, too, because that one was also pretty bad. Well, yeah, Why was, it was John three Mayer in a row. there, also? Why was he I there? I don't know. He was just there. Um... Yeah, it was weird, but I think they just made it look pretty seamless, and they got they put a lot of thought into the sets. Like yes. the sets of almost all of the performances were really unique and cool and fit. Like 
I don't know, they just had a big budget, it seemed like. But I guess they didn't have to pay for, like, or they didn't have to deal with a whole arena and all that. Mm-hmm. They could just kind of have, like, the artists there. Kate, yeah. what was your review of that big flower arrangement? Oh, my gosh. The flower installations on the so ceiling cool. and stuff was so cool. I looked it up to try and figure out that. who did it. But if anyone knows who the florist is, let me know. But it was very cool. I think collab. one of the things they did most successfully was that and this is also benefiting it's late later in the pandemic so they got to see what all the other award shows did wrong and mm-hmm. we're like and as the united states we're on a dip like we're going down and we're like more people are getting vaccinated we're almost like a third of the population vaccinated so they could actually have big artists come in small groups like there was i don't know yeah, maybe not even 50 nice. people there 100 people there and you could actually have that live like in-person perspective and aspect of an award show which is what we miss in every other award show yeah i thought they did a great job and it made me like normally i don't really care about the grammys but i felt like all of the performances were really good and energetic and i wanted to watch it like i don't think there was a single bad performance other than the country ones there's usually way more flops (laughs) yeah i thought himes and harry styles and um black pumas and taylor's all really stood out i'm missing i think one of the good things like one of the things that they benefited from this year too was just that there was great music selection like they had great artists and they had great music to pull from like i was going through and even like i usually feel there's some stuff that i really don't like and even like post malone's performance and like Baby's performance i'm like i don't absolutely hate those songs like they're tolerable to me but there was just so much quality good popular music this year like i love savage and i love say so and i love taylor and dua and all harry styles like we just were benefited we just the Grammys benefited from having so much good music, and then they were able to get all of them to come do a performance because they're not doing anything else right now, yeah. other than Taylor, who's always doing stuff. Yeah, but she's promoting Evermore now, and she won Album of the Year. They love Taylor. Yes. I was really worried there. I was, if you guys listened to our last episode, I was 0 for 3 out of the four awards, and I was like, this is the last one. Can I like get a win here for Taylor? And finally, she won Album of the Year. Oh, yeah. So basically our predictions, we got, for the most part, we got two right and two wrong. So we got Taylor and Megan winning Best New Artist right. And then Song of the Year went to her for a song called um, I Can't Breathe. And then Record of the Year went to Billie Eilish for Everything I Wanted, um, which I don't think Maggie had said that Billie Eilish might win for song, but not record. I remember you saying that. I did. Song? Is it? Uh, I don't know. I kind of feel I thought the Maggie reverse. said the other way around because the oh, she kept talking about the production and like back. the technical um, I feel aspect the of Billie Eilish's now, music, which is record of the year. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, another update is that I like Taylor Swift now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She what? texted me that today and it was so exciting. I know. Um, but, I was so happy to hear it. I mean, it. I still have my issues with her, but... I really do like these two albums, and I really, really enjoyed that performance. And she's a lot mm-hmm. less annoying now. I feel like. Yeah, you can't <laughs> deny the you can't deny the talent. She Who's definitely got a big budget for her set. Her set was pretty. Mm-hmm. It was really pretty cool. Well done. I wanted to live yeah, in that I loved little it. house. I know it kind of reminded me of the house that they recorded in too, because they were like behind the windows yeah. of it. Maybe they were performing. Um, yeah. 
It was very cool. I did not like her little dress. Sorry, not to like yeah. objectify oh, I liked her. It, but I did not like the flower dress. Her red dress. carpet looks are not always the best. I like no. the mask more than the dress. Yes, the dress kind of looked like it was from Francesca's. Not gonna lie. Did you guys see that her and Harry had a moment? They talked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, I didn't. Oh no. Uh, let me look. I sound like Jeff Goldblum when he finds out that Spider Man might what? be out of the universe. What? He goes. Oh, he goes. No. What? I'm I'm crestfallen. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so they talked, and apparently they had like a good moment, <laughs> and they were both happy for each other when they won. I'm. Can you? They hear dated me a long time ago. I just I typed in like Harry and no. Meghan instead of Harry and Taylor. <laughs> it was yeah, almost five years ago, or it was five years ago. I don't think there's but, any um, bad blood there. Another thing was that Baby, I think the Grammys. Dad. I think they learned from the backlash of last year. <laughs> That if you don't know, Billie Eilish won all main four awards last year and it was kind of boring. And and she, I felt bad for her because she was like, she knew she was going to get backlash for winning all of the awards. And it was, it was terrible that she had to experience that. But um, they, no one swept an award. The most awards won by an artist was three and it was not in any of the major categories. Um, and I found a what fact, this Ma- is Wait, the first. Meg's were pretty major. She didn't, sw- I'm. Well, the major no, categories I, I being the top I didn't the four. mean she swept, but. She, yeah, she. I, yeah, I just. No one won more than one of the main categories, is what I meant to say. But um, this is the first time in history that four different solo females won all four of the main four awards. Dang. Sick. Yeah, it was strong yeah. competition for the women. Good for them. So, we, yeah. I overall, very few complaints. I. Kate and I were talking about this when in our group chat with Maggie and that me and Kate are not the biggest fan of Billie Eilish winning record of the year. I would have liked something else to win, probably Savage or Don't Start Now, but mm-hmm. I'm not too upset about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, can we I talk about Dua's her performance? About her. Yeah. I think best performance of the night by Dua. Really? I thought Dua's was incredible the approve improvement that she's shown in her dancing yes. and it's been this entire album cycle but i think it really culminated with that performance last night it she's not the best dancer she's not a beyonce she's not even at the level of a meg who i think is just naturally a good dancer mm-hmm. i think beyonce is like trained her entire life mm-hmm. but she has improved so much and she also has hired choreographers that know how to create dance for her mm-hmm. right she looked uh stunning and she had outfit yeah. changes Stunning. and the dance, and she sounded beautiful. I don't know if it was like pre, like whatever when they lip sync, but um, and the just the dance moves were so good. It was like a little workout. It was mm-hmm. almost a wop, and yeah, she, just she was doing a did amazingly. And she did two songs. She mashed it up. She did "Don't Start," I, "Don't Stop Now," "Don't Start Now." Which one is it? Don't, don't start, start now. Don't start, start now and levitating, I, right? I feel like she did more of levitating yep. than she did of "Don't Start Now," mm-hmm. and I would have liked her to. That. I told also, Cam to tweet. I t- sorry. I told Cam to tweet, and actually, we're all levitating after that performance. <laughs> I saw like eight bra- eight brand accounts tweet that same thing. Dang sorry, it! Sorry, uh, I hate that my <laughs> mind works the same way a brand account does. <laughs> um, I thought that I just my issue with her performances is that like she, I guess this isn't, isn't really what she's for, but you never hear like vocals that you go oh, like she's just like kind of boring as vocally like i think she has a cool voice but like she doesn't go she's a very rich off. tone yeah I think she's, she's an alto yeah i mean i don't Maggie. knock altos no 
You respect Alto. <laughs> Altos can do more than that. But I think she has a cool voice. I just, I just, I guess that's not really what she's for. Those like high moments or belty no. stuff. I really, but I like. Really I, I would like to see if she could do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's test her. I would really, see, I really. I'd like love to, to see her sing her... a ballad. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I keep starting the same sentence, but I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, I really liked what she said when she was accepting her award. What was it best album of the year? No, that was Taylor. It best... was vocal, best pop, pop vocal vocals. album. Okay, yeah. I really liked what she said where she was like, I felt like I had to make every sad, like every song I had to make, every song I made had to be sad just because that's like what people like or whatever. Or I don't even remember her reasoning, but then she was like, but I realized I can make happy music. Like, let's bring back happy music and fun music. I really yeah. liked that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate her doing that. Because I feel like I have this false idea that pop music is, like, very vapid and just, like, eh. But her music is uplifting. And mm-hmm. the lyrics are still very good and energetic. And I don't know. I mm-hmm. think it's better than a lot of pop music that I normally think of. I guess I didn't. Re- yeah. I guess I didn't realize that she won for pop vocals because I, I actually approve of that. Because last night I was like, "What? Why?" I kind of thought she won for something else. She won pop pop vocal album, I believe. Right. Um, but we had talked. I think we had talked about in the last episode how none of those albums really had like incredible vocals. I think right. other than probably Harry Styles. Mm. Right love but he won something else so i mean they really spread the love they really awarded a lot of people which i like to see um we would be remiss not to say beyonce did not perform she did attend the event and now she is no i don't want to talk about it why oh kate's upset but i'm not upset because i love beyonce but let me just say this real quick she is the most awarded solo artist at the grammys she has 28 grammys (laughs) male or female full stop um (laughs) You know what I thought was kind of weird that she she didn't perform with Meg. She didn't do her part. I feel like they could have done I something was... fun, and she, then she could have done her song. Meg could have done her song. I don't know, but she's anyways, too good the for moment that, that the moment of them ex- her going up there to accept the award with her was really cute. And I love yeah. Meg like sitting there like like both times she won, she was like just sitting there for like way too long like she wouldn't yes she's like oh i hope i hope this isn't real yeah i think um i have read that beyonce has some bad blood with the grammys after lemonade and that was the last time she performed she performed pregnant and did that lemonade medley and then she didn't win any of the major categories oh i don't blame her lemonade was a masterpiece that wasn't awarded yeah that was i mean beyonce is yeah overlooked a lot i mean we say as she is the number one (laughs) like most awarded i do want to give a shout out to um i don't know if you guys liked this performance as much as i did but um the country singer mickey guyton she performed a song called black like me and she's the first black female solo country artist to be nominated which let's talk think about that for a second not to she didn't win win? i don't think no i don't think she won i think miranda lambert won but um so bad no offense a black woman country singer has never been nominated at the grammys as as a solo artist yeah and it's 2021 like that's crazy that's appalling that no one they've never won but she gave there's like three 
pop or country singers females in a row and it was mikey guyton miranda I, lambert and maren morris and she blew them away i, I feel oh, like yeah i was watching this tiktok of like how narrow the the country um like the stuff they nominate is not like all of country there's so much more country music than just like mm-hmm. the poppy it's shit like the you, yeah the, the horrible like crap there's like more folky pop country there's like more alternative country there's like i feel like oh, we should yeah. expand that more and, and yeah that i do really like weird that morris, not but... a single black woman i don't understand <laughs> how the bones by maren morris is even considered a country song it doesn't sound it's like not one. really no, no. especially the what, whole, how do they decide i think because she's like I think a country it's like an, singer you put it in a, Oh wait, no, that you don't because remember Justin Bieber threw a fit because he wasn't R and B, which that's ridiculous. Oh, but gosh. um running to the, the, the like a track star. What is that song? He like sings about running to the altar like a track star. Oh holy, holy. That's sacrilegious. Running to the don't altar like a track star. Was he nominated no. for country in that one? He's trying to be chance the rapper. No. He won a he won a Grammy for that his country song with Dan and Shay, Ten Thousand Hours. Oh, oh gosh. god, country music just um, is uh, popular. Say, country I'm music is awful. Out. Yeah, yeah, I'm over this. Um, My... But today the Oscar nominations came out. Oh, Wait, guys, we got to talk about a couple more. We got to talk about a couple more Grammy things. I thought you guys said you were checking out. <laughs> one thing no. is okay, that um, remember. Ooh. Remember us randomly bringing up Ringo Starr at the end of last episode? <laughs> yes! yes! And Ringo Starr presented the last award. It was so random. And he comes out, literally right away goes, peace and love, peace and love. He literally kept saying <laughs> that throughout. <laughs> handing out the it award. I thought so it was so funny. funny. With peace and love, is going in the trash. Peace and love. <laughs> I saw him on the presenters list earlier that day, and I was like, this can't be real. <laughs> and he this was wearing a peace sign so shirt. It's so funny. And the other part Ugh. of the night is my favorite um lady, Phoebe Bridgers, did not win, but um Oh yeah. But she did win best outfit. I was obsessed with like the beading. <laughs> I loved the beading. Yes. She like had her classic skeleton look and it was like really intricately beaded and then her brother had the black one, um, and his hair looked like a Malfoy. <laughs> Can I get I'm gonna like give Malfoy's. two more quick shout outs <laughs> before true. we move on. Um, Brandy Carlisle performed a tribute oh, yes. to John Prine, mm-hmm. yes. and it was great. She sounds great always, but yes. it just really fit her. Um, She's a great. And voice. then also, guys, I I don't hate to say it, but I am becoming a BTS fan. They're and fun. They're fun. Dynamite is fun, and I just love that they are gonna give a dancey like multi like level performance like they're just so like coordinated i like it i think it's fun that song is fun um and they i feel bad they have to keep performing that song like they've done dynamite at so many award shows now but um i like it and i thought it was fun and i I thought it was fun it's just fun poppy stuff you know yeah the lyrics are really funny that song if you've never read them it's like wake up drink a cup of milk let's rock and roll <laughs> rock and roll rock it wake up in the morning gotta get my cereal it's friday <laughs> they basically ripped off friday bts ripped off rebecca black <laughs> gotta get a bowl gotta oh get cereal <laughs> Oh Which gosh. we don't want the army coming for us. Rebecca Black. Gotta get a bowl, gotta get a cereal. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> okay, Kate, you were saying Oscar nomination. Shall I retransition? <laughs> so, guys, this morning at 8.15 a.m., <laughs> the Oscar nominations were released, announced. Do you guys who presented them? Who, Wendy Williams? No, Nick and Priyanka. Oh, that's why their pictures are up. What? I thought they were nominated for something. I was like, there's no way. I was like, <laughs> was Nick? I thought, I thought, I thought for a minute, I was like, was Nick Jonas in Mank? Lily Collins, Amanda Seyfried, and Nick Jonas. Lily Collins is in Mank? Yes. Yes. Have you seen Mank yet? No, I can't make myself. I can't imagine that her performance was that good because I did not know she was in it. Yeah, I didn't really realize that either. I do think I have to write a song about Mank. <laughs> I think you should. Can well, you write it, for, can you write it, it for live? Right um, I have to watch a movie and then I'll write it live. Oh, okay. okay. And we're racing um, to see who can make this movie faster. Mank, 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 mank. <laughs> I, I'm going to make it mank, definitely mank, a goal mank. this year to watch all the Best Picture nominations. Me too, me, me too. Three. I've watched a number of them. Oh, I'll read the I have them right here. Cam, I'll read come what visit. actually did get nominated. Come visit and Maggie come visit Cam, and come we'll back. have a whole day and a sleepover of it and we'll watch all of the nominees. That'd be fun. That'd be yeah. So fun. Okay. So this is what what's nominated for best picture. The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. So that's eight, I think, nominations. I feel like the only major snub from this list, in my mind, is One Night in Miami. Didn't get oh, nominated. Yeah. For it should have, sorry, but it should have replaced Trial of Chicago 7. They would never do that. I know, but, but it's... I think it's better than Trial of Chicago 7. To our Honestly, listeners... probably better than Mank. Yeah, Mank and Trial of Chicago 7 cannot, can just be gone. Sorry. Wait, is the Mank o- got the most nominations. Ten nominations. Has anyone ever. seen The Sound of Metal? And does anyone know if the opening song is The hills are alive with the sound of metal? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jacob watched it. He was supposed to watch it with me and he didn't. But that's okay because we didn't really talk about it. But I wanted him to. I've heard really good things about and it. And he I've watched really it and said it was really good. But... It wasn't what he was expecting, but who knows what he was expecting. Okay. <laughs> and then um, for actor in a leading role, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, or- Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, yep. Gary Oldman in Mank, and Stephen Yun in Minari. Yun? Yun. Yay, Yun. Stephen. I love him. You guys, you guys have to watch Burning if you haven't watched it yet. I'm going to see Minari this week. I'm very excited. I think I might watch it. It's very good. Um, Overall, the Oscar nominations were, I believe I saw a headline, don't quote me, but they're the most diverse Oscar nominations of all time. That's sweet. Um, I wouldn't like So, like, director, there were two women. Wait, should I? I probably shouldn't talk about what I want to win, because we might do an episode. No, not yet. We're going to do an episode. But I am excited Um, that Steven Yen. Well, so do we even two... need to read over every single one? <laughs> no, I just was wanted to read Best Picture, and um, we can talk about like maybe some snubs. Like I said, um, One Night Miami wasn't nominated. I think Regina King, she didn't get a nom for Best Director, but um, 
Chloe Zhao and Emerald Fennell did. So that's the first time two women have ever been nominated, which is appalling, but also great for them. It's appalling that they've never done it. Appalled to the Oscars, not to the women. And I'm yes. sure that Chloe um, Another snub And Lee is... Isaac Chung for Minari. He got nominated. Is that the Sorry. little boy? Go ahead. No, he's no, the director. It's the director. <laughs> <laughs> so is the little boy nominated? No, he wasn't. No. Dang it. I wanted a little Jacob Tremblay no. moment. Um but um a snub that i'm really upset about is kate hudson and music (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was a front runner um and let's see uh i think it's so funny how long the borat title is but maria bakalova was nominated for supporting role for borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bribe to american regime for make benefit once glorious nation of kazakhstan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the full oh my title God, of the movie they that they have listed. But I'm very interested that they, um, after the backlash at Hillbilly Elegy got, that Glenn Close was nominated. Yeah, I think people can separate Glenn Close from that movie because they want her to win something. Yeah, well, she should have won uh, for, like, The wanna... Wife or something. Uh, I don't want her not... to win for something bad. I don't care how many times. No, I agree. Numb. I agree. Well, um, let's not get political. Also for original song, which is what the performance, that's the performances we'll see at the Oscars, presumably. We have some goodies. So we have like her will be performing and Leslie Odom Jr. will be performing. And then we have Husevik from Eurovision Song Contest, which I'm pretty sure that Will Ferrell sings with Rachel McAdams. <laughs> really? <laughs> they perform. I'm pretty sure that's what, but I could be wrong. Yeah, oh. Will Ferrell sings in it. It's somewhat. It's not Rachel McAdams. It's no, she has a Will different Ferrell voice. Does sing in it. Oh, oh, is he gonna perform Leslie then? Adam, we get Le- Leslie Odom Jr. though. Yeah, and her, and I. I don't entirely know who sings this Travel the Chicago Seven song, but. Wow! Know sure. what but movie we'll I really want to see? International film fe- feature film nomination: The Man Who Sold His Skin. Riveting! I really want to see that. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared um, of that. Well, at least De Five Blubs was nominated for something for original score. Yeah, they really were being wow. likely this year. I'm shocked that um, Tenet wasn't nominated for original score. I know. Oh, yeah. That was kind of a snub, too, I thought. Did What's... Soul get nominated for original score? Yes. Okay. Trent Reznor. They probably didn't is... want to put Trent Reznor twice. Yeah. He is twice. Because he did Mank. Oh, oh, Mank. He didn't do... Sorry. He Who did, who did Mank? Or, I don't know how to sorry, pronounce his name. It's like Tenet. Ludwig. Some, is that... Um, Beethoven. What's his name? Music person. <laughs> I just said tenant music. Ludwig Goransson. Beethoven. Sorry. Okay, so that's the Oscar knobs. Um... Not that offensive this year. I thought they actually, like, for the most part, did a good job. Yeah, not like there was that much that came out this year, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what could have happened was they could have been like, Travel to Chicago 7 and Mank are going to run every category, which they didn't do, which I'm glad. Right, I want to oh, see that. one I funny thing I saw. So I have neither of you have seen the movie um, Judas and the Black Messiah, right? No. I want to. So the yeah, two too. actors in it are Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. Mm-hmm. And they're both nominated for supporting. So there's yes, no... They are. They're both leading roles in the movie, but they're both nominated and for supporting. they're both in Get Out. Which fun. I just think it's funny. Like, who's That's the leading fact. actor if there's neither of them? <laughs> I saw oh, it on they Twitter. Can... 
Well, a movie doesn't. Who are have they to have supporting? Each other. Wasn't there a movie that did I, that? Movie I just feel like someone has one... to be a lead. I feel like the two guys went against each other. All be supporting actors. Two guys went against each other recently. But it's. Oh, I the favorite, but two guys There's went against each other. Actually, a few years ago, it may have been the year that. It may have been the year that McConaughey won. I thought oh. McConaughey. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the Emmys when, um, when the Call two true Army, crime Army people were against each other Timothee for Trump. leading actor. No. But I can't remember what season. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey were against each other for true crime. True oh, crime? I don't know them. And Matthew McConaughey, <clears throat> yeah. True Detective. Well, true so detective. I'm excited to have a little episode, a big episode Not about that. Crime. The Oscars are um, my favorite holiday. Okay. Sorry. So sorry to Christmas. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, wow. another really good moment that happened recently, which happened, I think, the day after we recorded last week, so we weren't able to talk about it, but um, was on The View... They were discussing the Meghan Markle <laughs> Oprah interview, and I um, there was an interaction between Meghan McCain and Whoopi Goldberg, which seems to happen. It's just them, the, usually the two of them, as always, going at each other. Um, usually, Meghan just says something, Whoopi makes like a snide remark, which warranted, in my opinion. Sorry, um, but uh, I would just like to do a. Can I do a like a quick my quick impression of? Um, <laughs> Please do. Are you gonna do Whoopi and Meghan? Um, someone can do Whoopi if you want to. Maggie, do you want to do Whoopi? Um, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay, so I. She basically just did it. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. I'll do Whoopi. <laughs> I'm practicing. So I don't have the whole script. But I'll do like okay. So this is what Maggie McCain does. She says something to the fact of, <laughs> and if two American women are. <laughs> 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 Wait, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. I did it at dinner the other day. Okay. Please look up the script. <laughs> I'm going to look it up and just read it. Up. I doubt it's, it's out about there. George Washington and the Revolutionary yeah. War. She basically, okay, I'm just going to do it off, off book. I'm off book. If two American <laughs> <laughs> Stop. He's off book, guys. Okay. Hey, Second City is just down the street. UCB. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so this is what this is what they this is what they, she says. And if two American women are finishing the job that our revolutionary fathers did in seventeen the seventeen hundreds, I'm all for it. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> that was what Whoopi did. She just looked away and goes, "Okay." she's like all right next i'm not even mad at megan for like saying anything mean she just said something stupid (laughs) it was so funny oh my gosh i love i live for those moments on the yeah that was just a quick which is why they keep her on oh it's so funny and another um culture this week is the snippety snappity back and forth confusion that is a rod and j-lo oh my gosh Whip i don't are that. they together aren't they they were reported to have split and then as soon as that news came the news came that they were together and working through things i don't know who their publicist is but she's good at her job i read yeah have you guys heard of the instagram um account de Moi? 
Demois. No, no. Demois, it's this like celebrity gossip Instagram that people put in tips and then they post on their stories. Basically like 97% of it isn't true, but once in a while they get a tip and it's actually real. I saw on there, so basically the gist of the JLo A-Rod breakup was there were rumors that this Bravo reality TV star was like messaging with A-Rod and they thought that maybe like that was who A-Rod was going to leave JLo for. And I don't know if that's true. I mean, the, the messages, I think, are actually happened. But um, j- reportedly, J-Lo is mad at A-Rod for, like, th- not managing the story and letting it be about this mm. Bravo star. And so they are ending things, but they are going to stay together until the story has passed. And then they can break up and have it not be about this Bravo star. Because apparently A-Rod has done terrible things to her and he owes something to J-Lo. So J-Lo is like, you're going to stay with me until... Like money? No, I think cheating. Until... I think he cheated, basically. Is what oh, I'm like saying. he owes yes. her. Not like he actually no. owes so her gonna something. Break, they're going to break up? Eventually. They're just like using the whole we're working through things right now to like oh. m- like give them some time to ev- like create a better narrative, I guess. You know what? I think you they're going to I always... F- I always forget that she has like, like teenage kids. Like oh, she yeah, has twins, 50, right? Wait, aren't they like ten? Oh, maybe they're not teenagers. Yeah, they're they're little twins. They're pre preteens, little. Tw- and one of them tries twins. to sing. Oh no! I will just wish they're things would get better. So I guess they are teenagers. <laughs> Wake up every morning. <laughs> Maggie, sing that song from the what's it Housewives. from? Real Housewives of so New Jersey. Things, yes. Just with <laughs> things would get better. Try and get away from them, but nothing ever feels the same. I don't. She's almost as iconic as Vivi from Dance. Have you heard the one of her singing it, the song about her sister? She's like, Gianna, it's your birthday. That's the same <laughs> one. Yes. Why did I oh, think those were the same one. song? Yeah, it blends. Oh. It's a really long song. Wait, let me get... <laughs> yeah, she starts crying, and then he, like, goes into, yeah, like, the family dynamics of it all. They did go to jail. Oh, they forgot. did go to jail. Did... years What's ago. her name? Gadichi? No, wait, that's a different Teresa. person. Teresa's her mom. What's her name? Teresa Gadichi? Wait, I think it was the same night, but a different She song. was on Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> she has a weird hairline. I remember her on Celebrity Apprentice. Thinking about so many things. Thinking about so many things. Just wish things would get better. But nothing seems to stay the same. Woke up in the morning, do my hair and make me get in my clothes on. Gotta get my bowl, gotta get cereal. You know what else happened this, well, not this week, but what I found out about this week is so everyone is aware of the bone appetite test kitchen and condé nast fallout yes. right so for the for the listeners who don't know briefly i just very briefly bon appetit and condé nast had a lot of allegations about like just a toxic workplace and a lot of like racist stuff happening and like hirings and basically pay it was all bradley too. is it what's his name and pay and they wouldn't like put black oh, people's Adam hands Rappaport. in the people of color's hands and the Adam Rappaport it was basically it was took it over and <clears throat> it was mostly Adam Rappaport um the editor-in-chief right was, and so they had like a huge fallout 
Yeah, and everyone, like, quit or resigned, and it was, like, a huge deal. And so this podcast called Reply All, which is, like, pretty popular, um, they just talk about, like, history of the internet and stuff like that, but they created a series about the test kitchen, and they interviewed a ton of people who worked at the test kitchen and talked about, like, which I didn't know that Allison Roman got her start there, who she's had some issues with Christy Teigen. But anyways, um, so Reply All made this podcast series like, it was going to be multiple episodes, and they did so much, like, recording, and they interviewed a ton of people from Bon mm-hmm. Appetit who, like, made these claims about mm-hmm. it and did so much research, and they got one episode in, and then all of these same exact allegations happened to reply <gasps> all. Same exact ones of former employees. Same oh exact God. story. The person, and wow. one of the people that they said was doing this was the girl who decided to make the podcast series about the test kitchen and so they made the I listened to episode one I was like oh this is good like I really like the breakdown of the story because I never heard like the full story of what happened and then I kept checking and episode two never came out what the heck and then finally episode two came out and they opened it by saying all of this is happening. We're not going to go forward with the show, but here's episode two. Maybe once we, like, reconcile this and figure out what's going on within our own company, we'll release the rest. But as of now, like, this person has resigned. This person has resigned. Here's episode two, but this is the last one we're going to release for now. Oh, my God. Wow. And I was like, dang! That, like, that is insane that the same, they decided to make a story while the same is exact thing was happening owns them? to them. Like, a bigger company that owns them? Or is it just, like, an independent podcast? I think it's a company. Let me Gimlet look. Media. I think we file. Um, Gimlet. It is Gimlet. Hmm. Wow. Gimlet does a ton. Crazy. But I can't. What else does Gimlet do? I don't know. Oh, oh man. They just released something. Oh, no. I listened to it. A message from the staff of Reply All about what's going on. Anyways, that was just, I thought, really ironic. That is. And Maggie and I were huge One of Petite fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really sad. I mean, obviously, it's terrible what they did, but it was sad for us to not have the same people to watch anymore. Um, Things went down downhill after They're that. all releasing yep. cookbooks, though. For everything. They're all releasing cookbooks. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to get into our list? Our countdown. Yes, as promised. We call it list, our countdown. but list countdown. It's the culture countdown. We did our... We did our culture catch-up, and now we have our cultural countdown. Yes, we're uh-huh. counting it down. Kate, you came up with this idea, so do you want to intro it? Yeah, so as I mentioned last episode, we've been doing very topical lists, but we also have some fun ideas that we want to yes. get into. And this week's is best plot twists. So we are including movies and TV shows in this because there are some TV shows with really great plot twists. Mm -hmm. We only did five because we knew that time was going to be short since there's so much culture. And then we have a few honorable mentions, but they're like very obvious ones. So we'll probably just like say the titles and briefly talk about it. But I'm really excited. There are some great plot twists that people don't really think about as plot twists. I feel like. Also, I think that we should just say this is a spoiler alert. And we're not going to put individual spoilers and alerts in for every single thing. So if you, like, hear the name of something and you want to skip forward, go ahead. But if you, these are pretty, like, popular, broad things. And they've been out for, I mean, at least, like, five years for almost all of these things. At least maybe three years. So um, watch them if you haven't watched them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, get on that. You're responsible for your own choices this point on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've actually seen almost all of these, which is usually not the case for me. I feel like I usually haven't seen all 
as many of these, but I've seen almost all. Should we hit our honorable mentions first, or should we do that between two and one? I feel like we have to stick with our tradition. Yeah, you're right. Maggie, do you want to do number five? Because this is your movie. Oh, yes. Maggie showed me this movie for the first time. However, it's my nickname, but it's your movie. Oh, it's my movie? I feel like we used to watch it together. We did. Yeah, so go (laughs) ahead. Okay. Well, um... Number five is a movie that we all love and is such a sweet movie. <laughs> and that is Coco. Mm. Now, you wouldn't think like that this movie a, um, really crazy plot. Tw- it's not like a thriller plot twist, but we do learn that Coco's dad. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Grandpa. The, ba- the boy. What? You go. No, you cut out. I couldn't hear what you said. The, what's the boy's name? I think it's Miguel. 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 Yes, it is Miguel. <laughs> um, Miguel is going on that an adventure with that um, skeleton man and skeleton. Phoebe <laughs> <With> Bridgers. <laughs> yeah, it's his grandpa all along. Um, and wow, none of us could believe it. Although I didn't know before watching the movie, <laughs> somebody told me, and so it wasn't actually being plot twist for me in my That's personal sad. experience. Um, but um, it's a phenomenal movie. Well, he it's goes down the there to look beautiful. for his grandpa, who's famous, but then an older, another skeleton, Skellington, helps him and is very kind and wants to go back to the the above world to meet his wife because he was murdered, and it turns out that he is Miguel's grandfather and not the mean famous man that he went right. to look for yeah right. and it was a, i thought it was a little guy. i thought it was a little predictable but still very good nonetheless um yeah it's one Might of the most beautiful animated movies <laughs> oh yeah it's probably my favorite and i got this we used to watch this all the time and so you guys call me mama coco Britt and mama maggie coco. do Mama Coco. Yeah, the, it, it's really just delightful and it has great music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the singer Miguel. Oh, yeah. The singer Miguel does a bunch of stuff for that, which I love. Remember so me. So good. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Kate, Should I do number, number four? four? Yeah, exactly. Yes. This is the one movie I've okay. never seen, which is shocking because it's a rom. Sorry. <laughs> Got it out. Okay, this. Why? Because I don't want to reveal what it is. <laughs> okay, so this number four is Crazy Stupid Rich Asians. No, okay, Crazy Stupid Love. Cut that out. <laughs> no, <laughs> number four. Number four is Crazy Stupid Love. And I've forgotten until recently that there was a plot twist in this movie. but It's a great so, one. It is. You really don't see it coming. And that is what the a plot only, twist is. The only thing I saw coming was like, I was like, it's really weird that um, Mandy Moore and Emma Stone kind of like look a little bit similar. Like they Mandy have, Moore, like, you mean Julianne Moore? Man, Demi, de, uh, there's so many Moors. I was like, oh no, no more Moors. No title bad more. No more Mandy Moore. Moore. Yes, this is actually I think this is one of my favorite movies. This is definitely my favorite um, rom com. <laughs> yes, one of so them. the plot twist is that. Um, so Steve Carell and Julianne Moore are, like, going through a divorce or, like, whatever separation, and so he meets Ryan Gosling at a bar, and Ryan Gosling kind of gives him a makeover and helps him, like, pick up girls, whatever. Like his wingman. And he's, like, his wingman, but, like, Ryan Gosling isn't really, like, 
a jerk or like anything but he does take a lot of women home as kind of like a womanizer in that way um and so anyways he meets emma stone ryan gosling meets emma stone and like falls in love and she's not like other girls whatever classic trope (laughs) and um they like fall in love whatever and start dating and he finally settles down with her and then she goes to or she takes him with her to like a family picnic or like family reunion type thing and um so he shows up with her and it turns out that emma stone her dad is steve carell and steve carell and ryan gosling have been like wingmen at the bar together and then who punches who and then kevin bacon's in it he's like the reason that they got a divorce that they were getting separated and so then then ryan gosling punches kevin bacon and it's so good it's a really good twist because none of them know what's going on and it's a great thing to watch if you're sad after watching La La Land. Because then they can end up together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched Gangter- Gangster Squad, but they're in that together, too. That's supposed that to be That movie bad. didn't get good reviews, though. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah, a good I, twist. I highly re- I like seeing um, Steve Carell in, like, it's still a comedic role, but it's also very, has a lot of heart and, like, some drama yes. to it. And he's great at that, I feel like. He's a very good serious actor, too, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he was great in Foxcatcher and Big Short, and he was amazing and Beautiful Boy with oh, Timothy yeah. Chalamet. Have you seen that, Maggie? Yeah. Okay, good. You, I was going to say you'd love yeah. it if he didn't. Cam, you want to do number three? Yes, I will do number three. flying through this, guys. Okay, so number three is a movie that if you've listened to all of our episodes, you would know that for the first couple episodes, I had not listened to this movie. Or I had not listened. (laughs) I had not watched this movie. But He he watched it, but he plugged his ears. He didn't listen. listen. (laughs) No, I didn't watch or listen to the movie, but I have since, and I loved it. And Maggie watched it with me with our roommate, our other old roommate, Assault. And um, they would both remember us finishing the movie and me asking to immediately watch it again because I liked it so much. Um, He's like, "Mm, I think we should watch it again. (laughs) If you you don't know what movie, it's Gone Girl, um, the book adapted to a movie by Gillian Flynn. And she also wrote the script for the movie. Such a good plot twist. And it happens in the middle. So it doesn't happen when you think it's going to happen. It just kind of comes out of nowhere, seemingly. I haven't read the book. It really does come out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere in the book, too. Because you're reading it just like a normal book, chapter by chapter. Then all of a sudden you flip the page and it says... Day one, Amy's, like, what, Amy, it was, like, Amy's point of view. And then you're like, what? We've talked about this before, but basically, um, Gone Girl is about, um, there, I don't know, what's the man's character? It's Ben Affleck, but what's his name? Nick. Nick. Nick and, so Nick, Nick's wife disappears, and there's kind of this mystery happening, and then you find out that Amy actually set it all up, and she, um, like, is setting him up to look like he killed her, and, um... It's, like, halfway through, and she has this, like... It's called the cool girl monologue, I think, is how it's referred to. It is one of the most powerful monologues in all of cinematic history. Rosamund Pike does an incredible job delivering it. And that character is very similar to her character in I Care A Lot, which is the Netflix movie that came out recently. We were kind of saying she's just really good at those kind of psychotic characters. Yeah. heartless. But I really want to read the book, even though I know it happens. It just is so good. And if you've... I mean, if you're listening to this then i hope you've seen it but it's fun to watch it with people that have never seen it a girl boss moment <laughs> it's a david fincher <laughs> Amy movie is too. a girl boss yeah <laughs> it's really well done well acted i mean 
it's so riveting and it's super long it's like two hours and 40 minutes and it's riveting every minute of it Mm -hmm. it's one of those movies and then i always end up forgetting that like neil patrick harris is in it until he shows up and i'm like oh i forgot he was in this movie yeah 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 that is such a good plot twist because it's an unreliable narrator at one point like you see all these things actually happened and then yeah well no you don't when he pushes her that didn't happen she wrote that oh that's right sorry i thought you were yeah yeah yeah. i thought you were saying that they showed like the murder or something but there was no murder i was thinking of a similar movie that came out around the same time based on a book was girl in the train and it's emily blunt and that one has a really good plot twist too but it's not a good movie as well no it might be oh never mind it was like sharp objects is jillian flynn which one sharp objects is gillian was the girl on the dragon tattoo is that gillian flynn no. no oh i feel like all those movies were very she doesn't similar just and they do kind of movies came out that start with a girl that have the word girl in it <laughs> girl Sorry. boss girl boss um uh, mags do you want to do number two? Oh, fine just kidding i would love to number two <laughs> is actually a movie that i really love um and that is us by jordan peele i actually prefer this movie to get out I same think this one's more like I don't, spooky, but mysterious. it's because it's scarier. I think Us yeah. is a lot scarier than Get Out, and I don't like scary movies. And I'm also obsessed with Lupita Nyong'o. Mm. Oh my god, she's, she's incredible. So incredible! And I Especially think in that, that was big. That was an Oscar snub when she didn't get nominated that year. I thought she should have. But anyway, oh yeah, big there's, time. There's, it was. I thought this twist was so eerie, and like, because it really was like the like. Okay, how do I explain this? There's the evil people who live below the earth, and then there's the normal... They're the tethered. Right, the tethered. And then there's the normal humans that are just going about their day-to-day life. But you learn that actually Lupita's character switched when she was a child, so she has been living as the normal one for her whole life. And so it's really just, like, so eerie and, like, you're like... But do you... Does she she know the the whole time? Yeah, but is she because the the one that that's the thing is like she has all these memories and like an identity but it's not really true and then it, like I did she always as, know that though yeah i think so. or did she just forget as she grew older or something she always knew because remember she's like don't we can't take them to the beach because she didn't want like her kids to be taken like she was like, mm. like i couldn't like remember if it was just like trauma and that she didn't remember until the end and realize that it was her. But figuring that out, it wasn't a very obvious plot twist. And then, like, figuring out and kind of just, like, sitting mm-hmm. there as the credits roll. I remember seeing it in theaters. And I was like, wait, if but if that happened, then, then that means that it was – she's the clone. And she just learned, like, how to speak English. And that's why she couldn't speak. And then – but what does that mean now? And well, is I, she part I of the plan? It's like, oh, it's so good. It had I me spiraling. Of, it's kind of like a nature versus nurture kind of thing because she – through growing up in the normal world became like a i thought that was kind of what it was a take it was like trying to say something about that don't you mm. yes that movie i think his really movies are very finger. layered yeah. yeah i love how layered yeah. his movies are especially like the clues along the way and like mm-hmm. how even like the verse that the homeless man was holding up meant oh, yeah. something and then like he had it yeah, on his I head was, like, after ta- like after. carved in yes that was how a does really that movie really end again like, it kind of just ends with, like, them leaving or who yeah. dies. They're, they're the on the die? road. No, none of the no, family dies. Of she, oh, kills okay, her, she kills her counterpart, but it's 
what well, was but the, the good counterpart one, but then is became, became the bad one. Hmm. But it's right. not like she tricked. And they just drive off in an ambulance, and then you they zoom out, and you see all the you see the other people holding hands that they were doing across mm. around the world. Yes, yes, the yes, mountain. That's so scary. And uh, Elizabeth Moss is in that, but she dies pretty early on. Yeah. Is that her name? Yes. And yeah. Thomas. Oh, yeah. What's and his t- name? Tim Heidecker, yeah. Tim Heidecker, yeah. That. It's free real estate. <laughs> <laughs> he was barely in it, too, know. though. That movie freaked me out. I could not sleep me after too. seeing it. Same. Nah, I was really I, scared. It's very well done. I just was very scared. And th- those type of movies I don't like to watch because they just make me think and scare me. Yeah, that movie really did, like, stick with me for a while. And I, Jacob dropped me off at my place after, and I was, like, scared to go inside. And he, like, got this, he had this mask in his car from one of the hockey games. And he was, like, scaring me with it. And he, like, chased after me and then, like, stood by my window. And I was like, stop! It's terrifying. But I can do a really good impression. Remember? Oh, that's fun. You did a yes. double header of Us and Get Out, Get right? Out and us, yeah. yeah. Get Out was first, so that I was like, oh, because it's not that scary until the very end. And I was like, oh, that was yeah. terrible. Oh my god! And then we kept it's like, just like trying to scare each other eerie. when we got home, and Ro- Robert was coming around the corners and like yell, like he came. Oh yeah, because Lupita screamed. has that really <laughs> low voice. I could do a good like, impression. Oh, yes, do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it? Yeah. <gasps> I can't remember how. What? Once upon a time. <laughs> no, it's the other way. Once upon a time. This, Is that yeah, good? Yeah, it sounds like she's choking. Yeah, I can't get yeah. her in. And she's like a kind child. of so The she, child. So Jordan Peele is scary. All alone. I don't know if she is, but she would she would really get into character because she was the two different characters. And I think Tom, uh, what's his name? Jordan Peele was, said that he was scared on set of her. Like he was scared <laughs> to go scared. into her... Um, her dresser dressing room because she opened the door trailer. And go, hello <laughs> she would hello, go in her dresser jordan. she's a method actor <laughs> good morning oh, jordan kate do you want to give morning, the jordan bill okay <laughs> honorable mentions these are like pretty obvious all well, the three movies we have on here are, like probably the most iconic yeah we're not well known breaking any twist. ground <laughs> yeah that's why we put them as honorable mention star wars the, the twist that they are twins and they kissed uh no i'm kidding <laughs> well that's there's not the a lot twist. of twists well first you learn that that Incest. luke i'm your father then you learn that luke i'm your sister and then you learn luke yeah, you only have it. one arm now <laughs> luke you're, you got one arm I think those are the only uh, Luke, you qualify oh, Ray, for disability. Ray, you are Ray, you are Palpatine's pa- granddaughter. Palpatine. Silly. Yeah, that was cheap though. Cause the whole thing was that she was no she, she was, was a nobody, nobody and yes. still had this oh, power. Then they had to, to connect her it. to the Palpatines. Ugh. And then she anyway, had sorry. To We're only talking <laughs> Oh yeah, whatever. And now she's impregnated by him according to some Star Wars psychos. <laughs> Anyways. Cam is just checked out of this because it's Star Wars, but um, Luke's father was a huge reveal, which also, and also that Leia is Luke's twin, and they also incestuously smooched. Um, so, Tale nice. of App incestuously smooched. Um, the other one is The Sixth Sense with Great little, movie. little... Haley Joel Osment. Jo- Haley oh, Joel Osment. I wanted yeah. to call him Billy Bob Osment. <laughs> Billy Bob Osment. Billy Bob Osment. <laughs> And Bruce Willis, and spoiler alert, he was dead. He was a ghost. He was dead all along. Um, 
Bruce Willis was dead all along. Which is actually a really good twist if you ghost. don't know that it's coming. And I think I always knew that it was coming, so it didn't really hit me. I watched but it when I was way too young. It's not that so. scary. It's not that scary. No, it's not supposed to be that. But for its time, no, I, like I thought everyone always talks about it like it's so scary, but I could handle it, and I thought it was really well done. And it Honestly, was the scariest ends in an almost uplifting way. That they the expose scariest... a Munchausen by proxy. Is that uplifting? <laughs> oh, remember oh, that? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the original Munchausen by proxy. But yes. This is original Munchausen by proxy, and I can do a really good Gypsy Rose impression. You guys gonna hear it? <laughs> okay. It's Kate appreciation episode. You She's have got a okay, lot of impressions it, today. We appreciate okay. you. Hi, my name is Gypsy Rose. <laughs> my mom is my best friend. She gives me my medicine, and she gives me baths, and she just makes sure that I'm okay. And I'm gonna stab her to death. <laughs> That's my Gypsy Rose impression. Beautiful. Free Gypsy. Brit and I are gonna go as Gypsy. Yeah, free Gypsy. Free Brittany and free Gypsy. Um, can't or no? Maggie and I. Are, I mean, Brittany and I are gonna go as uh, <laughs> what's the mom's name? Mama June. Dee Dee. No, that's that's honey. Dee Dee. Dee Dee. I think it is Dee Dee. Dee Dee or something. And Gypsy Rose. I'm gonna get a bald cap and a wheelchair, and Maggie and oh. Brittany's gonna push me around. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, DD. That's okay. so funny. And then the other honorable mention is the usual suspects. It's all about Kaiser Sose, Kaiser Sose, Kaiser Sose. And they're interviewing these guys and blah, blah, blah. And it's one of those movies. And turns out that the little cripple man who is played by Kevin Spacey. Kid, little kid lover, little kid lover Kevin Spacey, allegedly. Um, don't sue us. And it turns out that he was a mastermind behind it all, and they let him go because he, you know, plays dumb, and he's just a little cripple, and what can he do? And it turned, and then they put it together at the very end that he did, he was the one who organized everything, and that's, right. like, a very iconic plot twist. Um, okay, and then Wait, the last honorable mention. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The last honorable mention is a TV show. And I don't think many people think of this as a plot twist, but it very much was only the pilot, really. Well, eh, whatever. But yes, mainly the pilot. So the first episode you're watching, and it's a TV show. You may have heard of it. You may not have. It's called This Is Us, starring Mandy, no more, please. Mandy Moore. <laughs> and also, what's his I- face? Um, Grishel's ex. Oh, yeah. Justin uh, Hartley. Hartley. Justin Hartley. Yeah. And He's not even worth bringing up. Chriselle's more famous than him. I I don't know. I like him. Chriselle. I don't know whose side I am on that. I but. prefer uh, Sterling K. Brown. Oh, my gosh. I love Sterling K. Brown. He's the better brother. Jacob and I. Well, Sterling or Randall's character reminds me a lot of Jacob. So I always call us Randall. And what's her name? Joy? No. Randall oh God, and sorry. Beth. There's nothing Beth. I can add to this conversation. Yeah, so Beth. sorry. Beth. Randall and Beth. I love Randall and Beth. They're the best couple on TV. Anyway, yeah. so this is us. The first episode, you're watching all of these stories happen at the same time, and you're like, how the heck are they going to connect this? And then at the very end, you're just like, okay, there's all these different storylines. What is happening? It's really good, but I'm very confused. And all of a sudden, you realize that they are telling it from two different time periods. They're telling it from the yeah. 70s. And then they were telling it from present day. And present day, you were seeing these triplets. 
And then, well, you know that the two are twins, and then you see this other guy, then you realize that they're triplets, and, like, one was adopted, but they're triplets, and then you realize that you've been watching their parents, like, and when they gave birth to them, and you realize that it was, like, and then it zooms out, kind of, and you can tell that it's the 70s, they're, like, smoking in the hospital, they're wearing, like, bell-bottom jeans, the TVs are really old and everything, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I get it now, and it was so cool, like, the reveal that it was two different time periods, and that, like, this is what the show was gonna be, I feel like that rocked every middle-aged mother's world when that came out frankly it, it rocked my world too i thought it was so well written and then the tv show has really just gone downhill ever since that episode <laughs> they've really dropped pi- off since i mean I, I i actually watched it for a while but um yeah my mom still watches is, it it's the standout it's definitely a standout okay cam want to do number one? Oh, uh what a goodie yes i would the number one is a TV show that I hold dear to my heart. Kate, have you? I know Maggie's seen this. Have you seen this, Kate? The I never series? finished it, but yes, oh, wow. I've seen one it. Of the best, one of the best endings uh, I've well, seen Well, that'll in a be a different episode. Yeah. Um, the number one plot twist is The Good Place, the TV comedy Woo! on NBC, starring Kristen <laughs> Bell and Ted Danson, and among others. But um, this is a long, long-awaited um plot twist so basically they set up the entire first season as um it's these characters get put into the good place which is a signifier for the afterlife but then they find out there's weird stuff that starts happening and they find out that some of them really or Kristen Bell's character really is not meant to be there she should be in the bad place but she doesn't mm-hmm. want to go there so she's trying to become a better person she's trying to learn mm-hmm. about and you like, think that that's philosophy. the philosophy yeah, yeah. But really what you learn at the end of the first season is that they're actually in the bad place and this is their punishment. Their punishment is them thinking they're in the good place and having that guilt of them being in the good place and that worry of them being in the good place and what the bla- and bad And also place just is how bad like. they think the bad place is. Like they would intentionally pit people against each other like that mm-hmm. wouldn't get along so then they would like lose their minds basically. Yeah, and it's just one of those, like, oh, my God, I did not see that coming type of moments. And they it's so cool. That show's really cool to me because it's a comedy, but it also has this, like, really cool plot-driven, like, there's those twists and turns of the entire series. Yeah, it's- and I really, I think that's why the show is so successful, and I liked it so much. But that first season, it's like they set it up perfectly. Mike mm-hmm. Schur, who's the showrunner, like, he did an incredible job setting that he's up. an amazing showrunner he's one of the yeah, best great. and ted danson is like you think he's ba- not like god but he like runs the good place and he's like this nice guy the whole time and then it turns out that he's mm-hmm. like a demon basically running yeah. the bad place and he trying to make them as miserable as possible and then he becomes he good and then they all kind of like yeah. i don't know how it ends exactly but that's kind of like as they go on like the the story changes so much and like every mm-hmm. season they are like okay we have to change this entire thing so now the people in the good place know it's a bad place so now i have to wipe their minds but they keep figuring out figuring right. it out and then as you go on it's like well we're gonna keep this secret but the people in the bad place who know that i'm trying to do this can't know that you know and we're gonna try and figure that out and then we're like well now we're gonna go back to earth and see if you can redeem yourselves on earth as good people so you can actually go to the good place and it's so like it keeps spiraling and like snowballing it's so good the ending i don't want to spoil what happens but yeah don't. for uk not for a maggie but um it's 
one I think it's the hardest I've ever cried at a TV show ending. I need to watch. I keep trying to like same. start it. Oh, spe- I mean, the hardest I ever cried at a TV show ending. Sorry to um bring it to a different TV show, but it was the TV show I just watched. Sadly, what was it? Um, watched it way too late. Fleabag. Oh, which season? That last two? episode. Yeah, season two. The hot priest. Oh my god, that last episode is gut wrenching. It's so yes. good. Where she said, I love you, and he said, It'll pass. It'll pass, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I haven't and watched season two. I need to watch season two. You have you to need watch to. it. it Cam, you will love it. It's so good. Yes, I think you will, season Cam. one was like good. It's like really good, but this one is like a masterpiece, I feel like. I think she said she probably wasn't gonna make any more seasons either. Yeah, I think it is actually a perfect ending. Me too. That we'll put that on our list. Um, the movie that or the show that I cried the hardest at the ending of was either Normal People or Parenthood. Oh. The ending of Parenthood was like perfect, but so sad. Mm. Ugh. It was bittersweet. I have not seen Parenthood, but Normal People did make me sad. Kim, I feel like you would like Parenthood. I've watched a couple yeah, of the episodes. Would. I would like. Dax it. it's just is very in long. it. It yeah, is. Dax. Dax and Gilmore Girl is in it. <laughs> I have to tell you guys, my mom was, like, asking me some questions. Like, I, I might cut this out, but, like, there's – she was asking me some questions about, like, drug-related things. And I was like, to be honest, I only know the answer to these questions is because Dax talks about drugs on Armchair Expert. <laughs> it's true. That's all he talks what? about. Oh. And now Monica, all she talks about is, like, psychedelics and mushrooms. <laughs> Um, I feel like this was a list we put together quickly and there might be some that we're going like, to like, be kicking ourselves. But the good thing about having a podcast we, is that we, we can redo we can do it. A part, we can do a part two. A revision. Yeah. Yeah. We can always just, you know, culture catch up, add a few more. This is our <laughs> show, baby. We can do whatever we want. We make want. the rules. It's our house. We can say what we want to. <laughs> we don't stop i remember when that song came out is that the one where she said she's popping molly's or was that 23 i think that's 23 oh that song came out my mom was like do you know what molly's is it's very a dangerous drug do not do them i was like oh i thought she says dancing with molly yeah but that's what it's referring to (laughs) no molly she's talking about molly the drug oh yes it was on (laughs) fox news so it was true (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i always thought the lyric was dancing with miley doing whatever we want it's supposed to my best friend like leslie that. said oh she's just doing molly, molly. <laughs> no every time she said her own name in a song it's actually she's saying molly probably well guys that was a fun little last minute list and who knows if there will be lots of culture we'll have to do a related list next week or maybe we'll do another fun list um i hope that we have a surprise i feel like we haven't had a surprise thing happen in a while like the culture has been stuff that's been planned out and we've been anticipating i want a surprise well wildest dreams oh we didn't mention that the wildest dreams um taylor's version came out in a horse animated horse girl movie. yes she's such a horse girl spirit i'm sorry spirit the movie is phenomenal the original one I have no mm-hmm. idea what it is. I I've seen the TV show. No, 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 no. The original one is like about a horse. 
It's about like Native Americans Flicka. and like colonizers. It's it's animated. Matt Damon is the voice of the horse. It's very really? he's a colonizer. <laughs> it came like, out in two thousand two. Yeah, it's really good. Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Is that what it is? Samurai? Ma- Maggie? Spirit. Yeah, Matt Damon's Stallion. in this as Spirit. Yes. I don't know. The titular yeah. Spirit. It's really good. That reminds but me of Brother basically, Bear. basically, Wildest Dreams, Taylor's version, came out in the trailer. But they, it just, the cut they put it in is so chaotic. Good? No. Oh. The, I know. They it's just, the like, most chopped chaotic. it up really weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, um, say you'll remember this... me, and say you'll remember, even if it's just, and say you'll, it's just going it on all, all over the place. Yeah. And the audio I... is so chaotic for the sh- the trailer itself, like spirit. And so it's both of it. And I'm like, I can't even focus on Taylor. I know. That's um, funny. I sent Kate this like long Snapchat video of me trying to explain that there's one riff that's slightly different now. And I was trying to, to like... Oh. It, I was trying to um, demonstrate it, but I, I ended up not being able to because it's a weird rhythm. But um, we're ready for all your Taylor's Syncopated. versions. We're excited. Only a few weeks away. I want them all. Ooh. I'm greedy. I want it all. You want it. You know that you want it. The High School Musical 3 uh, um, music soundtrack bops. I used to listen to 16, 16, 16 every game day to get pumped up and 16, I listened to it 16. in the trailer in the trailer, in the shower, in the dresser I listened to it in the dresser 16 more minutes get ready, game on this is last and he goes, to get he goes, right. this is last he goes to give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball and then the dad <laughs> come, on, the boys. come on boys, goes, come, come on boys come on boys, come on boys, come on boys, come on that's what he part. does the best, come on boys, come on boys, come the best Maggie, can you give us a good yeah? Right, right now, now I can hardly breathe. Oh <laughs> God, we're, we're gonna re- really have to cut this shit out. No, keep it. Podcast. Good. Come on, boys! Come on, boys! Come on. That's well, awesome. friends, I'm watch High School Musical three now. I'm gonna go listen to the trailer. The, why do I keep the saying the words? I go listen to the spirit trailer in the shower. Close your eyes and listen to the trailer. <laughs> Close my ears and watch Gone Girl. <laughs> well, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Follow us on everything. Bye. Bye, Bye Queen.